Hi, and thanks for tuning into the Bacon Wire podcast. On today's episode, we talked about Iron Man, the first entry into the MCU, and the first part of our MCU rewatch. Uh, there's not really a lot of MSU news right now, so we're just kind of kind of going to wing it until we get a little more shit to talk about. So stay tuned for our breakdown of Iron Man. Here's Spartan Dog 97. Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not milking message board rumors found on the eighth page for content, I'm Spartan Dog 97. Lucas, uh, you know, in Bacon Wire's long, proud tradition of ripping off locked on Spartans, uh, it's a little, it's a little quiet out there in uh, out there in Spartan Nation. There's not a, not a lot to say. No, I mean, there's been rumblings. Like it's, I think it's kind of us just making up speculation, and I'm kind of guilty of it regarding a certain person on the basketball team. But I mean, they did get a transfer today for football, so that was nice. Yeah, from Alabama of all Hell fucking yeah. places. So, you know, you know, Alabama doesn't take any scrubs. So, no. And you know, even if he was, even if he was further down on the depth chart, you know, at a place like Alabama, that's not, you know, that's not necessarily indicative of of the of his talent level. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for. Uh, I'm excited to to see how to see how they kind of how they kind of operate, um, how they kind of operate Ronald Williams into, in, into the, into the program, you know, he's going to be arriving at the same time that a lot of the, a lot of the freshmen who weren't able to graduate early are. Yeah. So that's going to be, um, you know, he's going to have a bit of a steeper learning curve than some of the other transfers, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be cool. Um, it's always nice to get some talent, to get some depth, especially in a place like the secondary in college football, where that's yeah. where you kind of need it the most. Yeah, he's got enough talent to probably start right away, though. I, I would, I would imagine so. If he, if he can get the playbook down, at least some familiarity. Yeah. So this will be, um, it's gonna be great. Um, I'm excited. Other than that, um, I, it's going to be a short pod tonight while we continue to tinker over the next few weeks. Um, as many of you may remember, um, we got yelled at a lot last year for covering the Star Wars saga <laughs> with our um, dearly departed co-host, Brett. Now, Brett isn't dead. I should clarify. Brett is not dead. Um, okay, Hondo. He's just, yeah, uh, rest in peace, our sweet prince, uh, Odell Bredham Jr. We hardly knew ye. But, you know, with not a lot going on, um, drunk mailbags will be coming back. Yep. It is decided we are doing a drunk mailbag next Friday, so mark your calendars. Awesome. Uh, so... You know, sound the alarms, batten down the hatches, grab your shot glasses. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. As as drunk mailbags always are. There's gonna be fifteen people all talking over all slurring oh. over each other. Well. 
I'll <laughs> except for Lucas. I won't be drinking, but uh, Lucas will be moderating the chaos. Yeah, I'm the dad, so I gotta I gotta make sure everyone's staying in the house. You know, if they're gonna drink, I gotta make sure they're staying in the house so they don't right. go hide and get, get in trouble. You know, I know you're gonna drink, but you know, so if you're gonna drink, I want you to do it here where I can keep an eye on you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucas, Lucas isn't like other dads; he's a cool dad. <laughs> I'm the cool mom. The funny story, when I turned 13, Lucas uh, handed me a room temperature Miller High Life and then gave me the birds and the bees talk. Yeah. In the garage on the hood of his on the hood of his 68 Trans Am. Yeah, that was a good night. That was a good talk. It was the first yeah, it was the first time I called Lucas dad. It was a real <laughs> it was a real I was, I was still a virgin, but at least I think I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Um he he compared boobs to to bags of sand. That movie's 16 years old. God. I'm so yeah. fucking old. Uh yeah, that anyway. Goddamn, God 16 years old. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we uh last year we we did all nine Star Wars movies uh during kind of the dog days of summer where where I we it was fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um this year, we decided to go with the MCU. Um, we're not going to do all 23 oh. movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, watch like three a week. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to pick a movie. Lucas and I are going to pick pick our favorite movies from each phase, talk about them, discuss them. And then we're each going to... We're each going to talk about... And then we're going to talk about the Avengers movie. In each mm-hmm. So um, this week we'll be talking about Iron Man, Lucas's pick from phase one. Next week will be my pick from phase one, the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger. And then in two weeks, we'll, we will do the Avengers, Marvel's the Avengers. Yep. Got to say the whole title. Yep. Got to say the whole title. We can't say who it's directed by because he's, Oof. that guy's big. Big piece of shit. Big piece of shit. Big canceled. Yep. Just like MGO blog canceled. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll we'll go from there. So for the next three weeks, if you want to follow along with us, as we talk, I know we didn't give you guys much heads up, but, you know, we've all, if you're, if you're still listening to the pod at this point, which you know what the rest of the podcast is going to be about, odds are you have a pretty, you have a pretty solid backhanded memory of Iron Man. So um, I don't feel too guilty going, going along with this one without giving you guys proper heads up. Right. So next week is Captain America, the first Avenger. The week after that is Marvel's The Avengers. And then... Um, Lucas, I'm pretty sure Lucas knows what my phase two pick is going to be. We don't have to discuss it right now. I'll guess and I'll, I'll message you later. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Iron Man. Um, you know, I, I, I rewatched Iron when I, when I sat down to rewatch Iron Man the other day, because I knew we were doing this, I, 
I I think the word I I think the word I use I would use to describe my experience was surprising. Mm. I I didn't think I would retroactively enjoy Iron Man as much as I did on the last rewatch. It I think I I think Iron Man held up spectacularly well. I do too. Especially for being the first movie in kind of a franchise that, you know, I'm not afraid to say it has gotten formulaic at this point. Right. Um, but <clears throat> you know, it, it, there was a lot of stuff there there's a lot of stuff to like in this in in this first movie, in this first Iron Man movie. Oh, for sure. Um Sorry, uh, I'm. I am actively campaigning to get on Spiro Avenue, so I have to. I'm doing some. I'm doing some politicking right now, Lucas. Uh, go on a. Go take take it away. I mean, I I was. Uh, you know, it's 2008. You know, the year of our Lord 2008. Um, that that summer was already pretty hyped because you obviously had what in my opinion is the greatest comic book movie of all time in the dark Knight, come out, you know, two, a little two and a half months away from Iron Man. So the, the fever pitch was already high for the summer because um, I'm going to look at what else came out in 2008. Um, I know wanted was, you know, not, it was, it was a decent hit and you had, of course, the classic, the happening, um, the biggest movie of the year from M night Shyamalan. But um and you had a fucking new Indiana Jones a couple weeks after Iron Man came out. You had the first Kung Fu Panda. You had um, later in the year a shitty James Bond movie, Quantum Solace. You had Wally, which I don't care for, but I can see why people really enjoy it and I get the message behind it. Um, but, you know, I remember when Iron Man was being announced, like the cast got announced. Like, you know, you got your first look at Tony, at Edward, uh, what the fuck say Edward Downey, Robert Downey Jr as Tony Stark and I read some of the civil war comics and the iron man comics. And I looked at him and I just went, Holy shit. It's literally like they just ripped Tony Stark from the comic and put him on the screen. And that made me pretty interested because iron man, I mean, if you know anything about comics or anything about the character, just even basic knowledge, he was a pretty b-level or c-level hero he wasn't he wasn't seen as like what we see him as in the end of endgame you know like the probably the most memorable hero of all time one of the most memorable heroes in film history he was like kind of like okay he's there you know he makes an iron suit he's a drunk billionaire you know he's a war criminal so okay do with that what you want um but you know, when the movie came out, I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. And I'm a big sucker for Jeff Bridges. And I thought, you know, it was, it was the beginning of obviously, like you said, formulaic, but it works and it's entertaining. And that's really all I want out of an MCU movie. And this is still one of my favorite Marvel movies because it's just like John Favreau makes movies with a lot of heart, except for I'll, we maybe we'll comment on Iron Man two later. Um, John Farrow just has the kind of this touch. Like you can tell it's like a, it's his kind of movie. And I think he was the perfect director to kickstart this, this whole thing. I mean, 
this was right when I don't I know the Disney Marvel merger didn't happen until 2009, but um, I'm not sure if there were rumors of it happening when this movie came out. But um, I don't think anyone expected the MCU to take off to this extent. You know, I at least didn't really realize it until Disney came in. But um, well, I think I know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say. I think it's worth it to kind of provide to provide some some back some backgrounding for this yeah. movie because when when people look at the MCU now, I mean, it's probably one of the more well-oiled machines in in the world. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like <laughs> it's no question. Like I I can't even think of. I, there's only been one MCU movie that I kind of don't like out of 23. Which phase is it? It's it's Thor 2. I mean, oh, I yeah, don't have okay. to. I think that's pretty universal. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, so, you know, Marvel, legendary comics company started by Stan Lee in the 1960s. Um, you know, tons of incredible characters. Uh, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, the whole the whole deal. Uh, in the 90s, um, in the early 90s, Stan Lee was wanted to uh, off the off the success of of Tim Burton's Batman film in 1989, wanted to start doing um, Marvel movies, and he wanted he wanted to create a Marvel production studio. Yeah, be, because Batman became the highest grossing movie of all time for a couple of years too. Yeah, Batman was extremely successful. Um, it was a cultural phenomenon. Uh, Prince did did a, uh, a soundtrack. Did a couple uh, songs, yeah. That was that was a whole thing. Um, people forget "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal was the song from Batman Forever, the first Joel Schumacher Batman movie with Val Kilmer. Uh, yep, the great episode. Great episode of Community based around uh, "Kiss from a Rose." It, you know, if you know, you know. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to derail it, but I, 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 I kind of meant to derail it. I'm, I'm trying to stretch. I'm, you know, right. I just want to know because Batman, you know, was so high grossing that Stan Lee saw the dollar signs, and yeah, people tune into this podcast for two things, Lucas: us going off the rails and me <laughs> stuttering through things I clearly didn't prepare for. <laughs> me too. I just go. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, this right here. Uh, so you know. <clears throat> Stanley went to Hollywood. He got Wes Craven on board to do a Doctor Strange movie. James Cameron was going to do a Spider-Man movie starring Leonardo yep. DiCaprio. Oh, wow. Uh, Forgot about that. I think... Boy, that would have been something. I think John Singleton was going to do Blade. Uh, I'm looking... Uh, okay, I'm just looking at the Iron Man development because that was in development hell for a long time, too. Yeah, and I think... Someone was signed up to do Iron Man. Hold on, let me look. Uh, well, anyway, Cage wanted to play Iron Man in '97, and then in '98, Tom Cruise expressed interest, but they were concerned because his ass is too big for the suit. Yeah, um, just fat old bussy. His giant bussy. Quentin Tarantino was approached to write and direct the film in October '99. Well, that so <laughs> so here's what happened. Whew. 
Marvel has been acquired by various parent companies. Mm-hmm. And in the and in the 1990s, Marvel and its parent company went bankrupt. And in an attempt to kind of pay off the pay off the remaining credit they couldn't discharge through bankruptcy, they sold off the film rights to a lot of their profitable characters. Yeah. So X-Men, Fantastic Four, Hulk, Hulk Captain America, Iron Man. And uh, you know, for those who, who don't know, who aren't as who aren't as big as film nerds as Lucas and I are, when mm. you um when you buy the rights to a piece of existing um intellectual property, IP it's called, if you've heard that before, um, you you option it. That's what they call it, an option. Um, essentially, you have so many years to make a product to make a film using that intellectual property or else those rights go back to the original go back to the original owner so by the time marvel was financially stable enough to go try this again you know obviously fox had 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 success with the with the x-men movies and a lower amount of success with the Fantastic Four movies. The the <laughs> Sony Spider-Man movies were massive. Oh, yeah, most of them. Yeah, two of the three. Um, yeah. Two of the three were were huge. Um, you know, Universal made a made a Hulk movie. I am one of probably the five people on Earth who thinks that movie's okay. I. It's a it comic was- book. It was on USA Network a few months ago and I was able to watch it. And I I appreciate what Ang Lee was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, you know, I thought it I thought it was interesting. Um but at you know, at the end of the day, um it just kinda it it didn't translate all the way. There needed to be a little more. It needed to happen a little, you know, it just needed to, it needed a little more. It needed a little more touch. Yeah. Um, plus Hulk is just a hard character to kind of do a solo, unless you do like Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of tension, right? Because he's so powerful. Yeah. Um he works best as I think the MCU has proven he's worked best as a member of a team. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um you know, the the only the only character the only characters they had rights to were uh they were able to get they were able to get rights back for Captain America and Iron Man because nobody because the studio's new line who bought the rights to Iron Man weren't able to get a movie off the ground mm-hmm. and in time and Marvel got the rights back. So they approached John Favreau to write and direct. Um, John Favreau, you know, wrote and directed Swingers, uh, Elf, Goat Christmas movie, Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Zathura, which I watched a ton as a kid. I didn't like it. Zathura with with uh with fellow podcaster with our podcasting colleague Dak Dak Shepard. 
<laughs> All-time Marrier, uh, uh, first-team All-League Marrier Upper Dax Shepard. Oh, no shit. Submit <laughs> to fellow Michigander, Kristen Bell. Shout out to Dax. <laughs> uh, was approached to direct the movie, and they wanted Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise, they they wanted Tom Cruise in this movie. Uh, both Paramount, who was distributing the film, and Marvel, who was who who took out massive loans from Goldman Sachs in order to finance uh, this movie, wanted wanted. Tom Cruise and and Favreau fought fought tooth and nail for Robert Downey Jr. And you know Robert Downey Jr. was a hot actor in the eighties and nineties. Was nominated for playing Charlie Chaplin, but you know had demons of his own. Was oh yeah, you know was it? He was kind of I wouldn't say blacklisted, but I mean he was a he was toxic for a little bit. Yeah, he was toxic for about five, six years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a very, you know, he was able to pull his life together because of a bad Burger King, because of a bad Whopper. Um, <laughs> no idea if that story's true. Um, I mean, I I finally saw him again in Zodiac. I mean, I know he's in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but I remember him coming back in Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, also great role is the principal and charlie bartlett uh rest in peace anton anton yelkton mm-hmm. uh it's it's kind of an underrated 2000s teen movie yeah it was a good movie and you know eventually tom cruise couldn't do it uh, so they they went with Robert Downey Jr. And that was a huge risk because not only were they going with a guy who has had a who has had a very public battle with addiction, they're making a movie about a superhero not a lot of people knew about. And I think and I think starting with Iron Man was, you know, in hindsight, probably the right decision because they got, I think Favreau got a lot more leeway in production with Iron Man than I think he would have gotten if they wanted, if they had, if they had the rights to say Spider-Man oh, or yeah. the Fantastic Four. Oh, if he, if, if Favreau started this thing out with Spider-Man, he probably would have quit after the first movie. They would have been up his ass every day. So that's what um, <laughs> uh, breaking news. Big game boomer uh, posted oh. <laughs> posted oh. his posted his top twenty most sensitive and least sensitive college fan bases on Twitter, and the top five are Michigan, uh, the SEC in its entirety. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm on I'm back I'm back on the train. Ohio State, Penn State, and Oregon. We're fourteenth. Uh, yeah, Michigan State comes in at fourteenth, most sensitive. The least sensitive fan base on Twitter is is Stanford, but um, they're too busy. They're too, you know their alumni are too busy union busting to give a shit about college football. <laughs> oh, this so. is great! I'm gonna retweet this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
That's great. Okay, I'm back on it. I'm back on Big Game Boomer. Yeah, I'm back um, in. <laughs> like, and I, I think it was interesting that Favreau cast Downey, and you know, he took a big risk. You know, that was like a big fat fastball over the plate, three two count, bases loaded. Um, because I know the studio, or yeah, the studio wanted Cruz, and Sam Rockwell was really interested. And you know, obviously, we see him in Iron Man too which I, I really pray he comes back somehow. He's he's just fucking electric. I don't um, speak Russian. <laughs> he just, I remember with the suckers and all that. And just, oh my God, he was he was the best part of that movie. Um, But, and you know, Favreau laid it on the line for Downey. And, you know, you got to wonder what could have been, what would have been for both Downey and Favreau if this movie bombed. Because then they clearly recast Iron Man or they just continue, or they just tried to end it as soon as possible. I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood as it is, would like would never. It would never. It it would be completely different than what it is now. Yeah, I mean, think about how much the MCU has has changed Hollywood, poisoned Hollywood in some ways, right? But just fundamentally changed the fundamentally changed like the kind of movies Hollywood makes. Right. Everyone makes blockbusters of at least $150 million budget. And right. You, you could say even 150 mil might not even be a blockbuster anymore. You know, some people don't label it as one. Right. I mean, they like raise the ant, they just up the ante every time. Yeah. I mean, it just, it completely blew out six different genres of, of movies from theaters. And like, you know, there were, it was so funny. I'd like to go back to the beginning years, you know, maybe 2008 to 12 and see the actors that kind of shit on the MCU and see if any of them have popped up in movies. Like, you know, I, I don't think Christian Bale's ever shit on it, but he would be the kind of guy to probably say something about it. And then now he's going to be in fucking Thor four, you know, I'm not saying Christian Bale ever hated. And there's rumors that his Batman is coming back. Oh, 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 and I jizzed in my pants. I want, I want Nolan to do Dark Knight Returns. Okay, I'm done deviating from this, but I want him to do Dark Knight Returns in like five years of Christian Bale. Okay, rant over. So I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the anti like military industrial complex stuff I think was really interesting in this movie because mm. it's like the most political a Marvel movie has ever gotten and and you know will ever get I think yeah besides, besides you know Nazis are bad <laughs> yeah like you know Obadiah's you know just big time warmongering and obviously his name's you know iron monger is in the costume but you know he's he's all about he's all about killing people he's all about moving stark industries forward like status quo and you know he even says that line in the movie tony never really came back you know that wasn't him that came back i just watched it uh, earlier today um it yeah, it is really interesting how political this movie got, you know, like especially the climax, you know, when uh, Leslie Bibb hands Tony the pictures of Stark Industries weapons being used overseas. And, you know, she's like, well, you basically 
you fooled me. And he goes, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. And then, you know, the movie turns when Obadiah says, I'm the one who's been fucking you over. Yeah. To me this whole time. It's like, yeah, we kind of got that, dude. <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps. With a box of scraps. <laughs> well, I'm not Tony Stark, sir. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm not I'm not Tony Stark, sir. <laughs> it just beats the beats him to death on the screen. <laughs> Uh, um, shout out Jeff Bridges, man. I uh, love him. I hope. I hope he. I hope he's doing okay. I know he's going through some some rough times, but uh, I think the dude's going to be okay for a while. Yeah, literally, he's the dude. He looks badass in this movie. I, that was one of my favorite things about this movie. He's like bald Jeff Bridges with that sick goatee. Um, man, the only thing that would have been better is if he had the Wolverine devotee beard line. Um. That, that would have been better for this movie, I think. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just saw that picture earlier and made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the my three favorite things about this movie is obviously Robert Downey Jr. That's the duh, like the no shit Sherlock. But if I had to pick other ones, it would be Jeff Bridges. He's just a king. Um, and I did like the Mandarin stuff, like the Ten Rings. I wish... Uh, that's the one thing I don't like about the Iron Man movies is that they, you know, the Mandarin's such a badass villain, and it's going to take up until Shane Chi to really see the Mandarin when we really could have gotten him in Iron Man three, which I'm which I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about eventually. And uh, yeah, yeah, we are. I'm, yeah. I'm going to rewatch it. I will. I, I've softened my thoughts on that movie, so that'll be. That'll be like um, the old Daily Show segments with Stephen Carell and Stephen Colbert. Stephen versus Stephen. Even Stephen, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I, that's the one gripe I had. It's like you get the ten rings right off the bat, and I know you don't want to, you don't want to blow your load metaphorically in the first movie, but it, it would have been cool. But you know, again, at the same time, they really didn't know if they were going to get an extension of everything you know you obviously have agent colson hitting at a strategic homeland you know he says the whole shield abbreviation and there's a joke and then you know you have the nick fury scene at the end which is like holy fuck this is going to happen but i I guess it was kind of a mixture of we don't know if this is going to be a success so we don't want to do it all right away you know what i mean i'm not trying i'm rambling yeah, do you mean the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I quite, I, I quite enjoyed going back, you know, to this movie. Um, and from a from a technical standpoint, like I don't think the effects look that bad. Like if you go back and watch other other movies from 2008 that are kind of relying on CGI. Like it's, it's crazy how dated they look. And you know, this one, I think this one integrated the integrated, the integrated some of the computer stuff with the, with the real world pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think it also helped that uh, they were on location for a lot of this movie. Um, yeah, you know they weren't like in Atlanta, so I think that gave it a little more kind of that gave it a little more grounding. Um, yeah, they shot in Nevada. 
Malibu, Edwards Air Base. Uh, California, or yeah, Los Angeles, California, as opposed to, yeah, just sitting in a green screen. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I mean, $140 million, like that's a lot, you know, that's a lot of money, but considering yeah. what, considering what, you know, it is, it is now. Right. That, that was a lot for, for 2008 because the Dark Knight only cost 10 million more. And, you know, that was going to be a certified hit. And I, I always, I kind of thought from the first previews of Iron Man, I thought, okay, this is going to be a really good movie. I never had doubts that it was going to suck. I don't know about you, but I always thought it was going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I didn't really have a, I didn't really have a good grasp on it because I was like 11 when this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask how old you were. Uh, so, like, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have like the history of like going on something awesome, something awful and like <laughs> reading the casting rumors and <laughs> right. In Marvel's doing this, they're going to do that. You know, it just kind of came out. Mm-hmm. And then I've just had, you know, I've had the MCU in my life ever since. So I really don't remember like that pre that pre MCU kind of era of, of movies. I mean, the, right. I remember going to see Spider-Man three Friday night. I went at midnight and, and I loved it. Me too. But I was nine. So <laughs> I don't know what your fucking excuse was. I was, I was 19. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That movie's not horrible, but it is a clear drop off from, from the other two and like it's still it's cheesier and i enjoy it but yeah it is a total totally clear drop off um but yeah i i really enjoy iron man you know the the phase let's just talk about we need to talk about iron man 2 while we're at it because i i know we're not going to talk about next week but yeah shout out to shout out to snl host elon musk (laughs) he gave uh favreau and downey a tour of SpaceX before the movie started production. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where the this is where the rockets that blow up are gonna launch. And then these are where the other rockets that are gonna make it out of the atmosphere and then blow up are gonna launch. <laughs> uh and then these are the rockets that are gonna make it all the way to space but uh fall apart on re-entry. These are where these are gonna launch. Oh, this is this is a, a toy model of a truck I'm building. Yeah, and Pretty then this is looking. this is where I keep the submarine to rescue kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about. <laughs> Elon, why do you need a submarine to rescue kids? Don't worry about it, pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Oh. And- and then this is the baseball bat where I break the knees of employees who attempt to unionize. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Not great. Um, and then these are the these are the soundproof earplugs I wear when my when my girlfriend Grimes is making music. <laughs> I could not believe she was in that print Mario skit. Yeah, I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be bad. I so. watched it. 
Yeah, it was. There was one good skit with Pete Davidson as um, Chad. Chad. Yeah, I like s- there. Like, uh, did you listen to LCB yet? No. Oh well, like they they talked about it, and I was going to say this before they brought up. I think SNL's best skits are the pre-made ones, like you know the ones that look like a film. Yeah, those are their best skits. So. I, I'll just let you listen to it. And I, I pretty much agree with what Trill says. So we'll just, I, I won't bring it up again. Um, yeah, you know, Iron Man is a great movie. It was a great kickstart. Um, but man, what a disappointment of a sequel. I just have to bring Iron Man 2 up. I haven't watched it since I probably got it on Blu-ray. And I realized the movie's kind of shitty. It It feels rushed and it's like, Hey, Mickey Rourke was really cool in The Wrestler. Let's cast him as a Marvel villain. And let's have him be a big bird guy. And let's just make him make him have a fake Russian accent. Yeah. It, um, it felt very flavor of the month. Yeah, Iron Man 2 kind of... Yeah, Iron Man 2 did feel a little rushed. Um, it felt a little like... It, felt a little kind of like oh shit we have the hot hand we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go you know um but i think yeah like we just gotta we gotta get it out we gotta get it out yeah and because it was the first disney mcu movie too yeah so i think in the long run they corrected in the long run though they corrected it um for sure yeah and you know i mean it is important because you get obviously new roadie and Don Cheadle and you get, you get uh, black widow. So those were two pretty big cornerstones of the MCU. Don um, Cheadle, who was cast to replace Terrence Howard because uh, Ike Pearl mutter, the chairman of, of Marvel entertainment at the time uh, said, uh, no one's going to be able to tell the difference. <laughs> Between Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle. <laughs> I think it's a massive upgrade, though. No, acting-wise, it's for sure a massive upgrade. Oh Terrence Howard... I not believe he fucking said that. <laughs> I know people hated... I, I, th- I remember reading that he was a big, gigantic asshole on the set of Iron Man 1. Yeah. Uh, Feige wanted to do Captain Marvel in Phase 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ike Perlmutter basically said, uh, listen, kid, nobody's going to want to see a dame superhero, okay? Yeah. She's got to have perky tits, as he was ashing out a cigar on a 12-year-old's, on a 12-year-old boy's uh, oh. head. Yeah, well, good, good. <laughs> hey, kid, do me a favor, do me a favor and book me a flight to Little St. James. <laughs> Uh, sir, I'm my name's John. I'm the director. Whatever. It's well, like uh, Homer you, putting the beer on Bart's head. He's like, "Hey, you can hold my beer." <laughs> can you not? He's like, "Can you not book a? Can you book a flight to Little St. James or not?" Jeff is waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of time schedule, kid. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah. And, and Terrence Howard was by far the highest paid of the first movie too. Like Downey only got 500k, like flat. Yeah. Those girls ain't going to be 13 forever, kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now the train's really gone off. <laughs> I just had to say, I mean, 
I like Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer, and I really hope we fucking see him again. And, uh, you know, Mickey Rourke is a good actor, but I just, man, I thought he stunk in this movie. Yeah, it was definitely a heat check after The Wrestler. It was definitely like a, let yeah. me see what I can do. Yeah, I mean, The Wrestler was, was, a, was a really good movie. It's depressing as hell, which I think is, I think that's just Darren Aronofsky's bread and butter. But it's a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it's not one I was going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go watch The Wrestler again because I want to get ready for some Mickey Rourke. Yeah, uh, a good double feature would be The Wrestler and then The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh, and top it off with like Brian's song or something. Schindler's List or oh, oh man, that great. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know we're gonna talk Iron Man three later, and I'm gonna rewatch that one. I refuse to watch Iron Man two. Well, this is not my board. But I want my. I want my bird. I want my bird. It's the, it's the same bird. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got a lot of mileage out of I don't speak Russian in my in my college house, the house I lived in in college between me and my roommates. That and uh, Tony Stark built that in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. I should we start would, saying that one. We would, we would say that all the time. <laughs> Lucas, yeah. Will, Lucas, Whitney, we did his entire kitchen with a box of scraps. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I'm not Lucas Whitney. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, I just really enjoy Iron Man. Like, it's a fun movie. And you're right. It, it hasn't aged poorly. Um, you know, there's some parts, like, when they're talking to each other on the cell phones. And, oh, man, it's so fucking old. <laughs> Yeah. Like if I were watching these with my kids, I'm like, yeah, that's what it was like. And they're going to be talking about their Google Glass or Apple Glass or some shit. I'm just yeah, going to be sitting there with my iPhone 12. And they're going to be like, wow, that thing looks shitty. Um, kids are going to be fucking, your kids are going to be like, have their kids take your eye, con- take your eye contacts, like not like E-Y-E-I, yeah. like iPhone. Take your eye contacts out and come and come uh, come spend some quality time with dad. I'll spend I'll transfer you 15 Amazon bucks if you come over here and watch. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you unlimited prime access if you come over. And watch. Yeah, I'll Why unlock you- I'll unlock three episodes of Invincible if you come over and watch if you come over and watch Iron Man. <laughs> you got to watch that. Have you watched it? I've, I'm uh, I'm through three episodes. I really enjoy it. It's cool. Good. It's good. Okay. Um, oh, the, I for, oh, Justin Thoreau wrote Iron Man too. Never mind. It's a good movie. Uh, our long schlonged king, Justin yeah, Thoreau. It's a good movie. Never mind. It's a good, great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to watch Invincible, and I started Mythic Quest today because I'm a big sucker for Rob McElhenney. Um, that was a good. That, that's a good show so far. I helped on Mythic Quest at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I need to go through those two and probably wrap up Ted Lasso while I'm at it. Yeah, and then I have I gotta finish. I gotta. I'm I'm still on The Sopranos. I just started season five. Oh, you are. Oh. What? Oh no! I'm just doing my Polly Walnuts impression. Oh. Oh. You're further. Oh. You're further than I am now. I gotta. I. I should probably table everything else and finish that show. Oh, Christopher. 
at my mother's wake. At my mother's wake. Oh, uh, I, I hated his fucking sister. Janice. I'm remembering it. I hated Tony's sister. She sucked so hard. Her, I know he had a couple of them. But one, Janice? Janice is the one that Janice is the one the that's in it more. Yeah. Yeah, because I know he had another one too that they really didn't associate with. Yeah, Janice sucks so hard. But then, yeah, I, I, I need to re, I need to go through that show. I need to keep finishing that. Um, yeah. So next week, Captain America. Next week, Captain America, the first Avenger. The first Avenger. The first Avenger. I started it the other day, and yeah, I, I forgot Hugh um, Hugo Weaving was in it. Yeah. Um. You know. Known MCU hater Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Um. You know, Hugo Weaving hates a lot of the shit he's in. He'd rather cut his dick off like Mike Vrabel than go back in the MCU, apparently. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> just just guys being dudes, man, cutting dicks off. Guys being dudes. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, yeah, that's it for us this week. Stay tuned next week. Hopefully we get a little more MSU news down the pike. Good MSU news. Let me, I should preface this there. Yeah. I Uh, I hope we get something about basketball. Yeah. Maybe another transfer, maybe a commitment for 2022. You know, who knows? Something. Something. We'll just Uh, copy Will and Matt and we'll, we'll wing it from there. Yeah. Whatever Will comes up with, listen to Lockdown Spartans. And then like six to eight hours later, listen to us uh, say the exact same thing Will said. But I should, I should write down their entire episode and we should just, we should just recite it word for word. The only advantage, uh, the only advantage we have over Lockdown is that Carter's dad doesn't think we sound high. So that, that was incredible. You know, Will and Matt might have more sponsorship money, uh, you know, uh, professional production. Uh, a giant network to help them out. Yeah, a giant network to boost them. Uh, now, they're in the same network as, as Chris Castellani. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get better than that. The heavy hitters and Nick Hankel. Oh, the the heavy hitters of the heavy hitters of of media but you know we have one thing they don't uh we sound sober to david landis and that's all we can ask for folks all right lucas we're out of here go green go white